I'm from this. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt. Gotta get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, Mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And, uh, little change in uh in format here uh switches some things up i know matt uh kind of jump in here we you and i had talked and um life had just really been kind of getting in the way you know obviously with us and and the business aspect of what we've started you um being involved now with rock crest raceway we're going to talk a lot about here in a little bit but just a lot going on and and you know it's tough when we when we set that hard line schedule of you know, we're doing Wednesdays at eight o'clock with our careers, our day jobs, our extracurriculars we're doing. <laughs> it, it it just doesn't always line up. And I feel like what kind of fell for us was this idea of our content and what we were doing. So I know you and I talked and said, hey, what if we kind of changed some things up and, you know, got away from all the video, having to be in studio. We have the ability to do more of these mobile recordings. Makes it easier on you because I'm over here in North Vernon a lot more often uh, nowadays. But allowing us to to just go back to having some fun and talking racing. And uh, still going to have guests. So anybody listening, we still are going to have guests. Um, Next week, we'll be back in studio. We have a guest scheduled. It's not much of a person. but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, he he begged this week if he could come on, and you know he obviously needs to build his fan base. So we'll we'll have him on next week. We'll talk about him later. Uh, but giving us this ability to just get back to talking racing, and uh, I'm excited for it, Matt. Well, I'm gonna say this is a this is throwback to the way it was a card table, me and you. And I mean, we've got Ryan in here, but I mean, this was the, you know, this is how we all started out. Yeah. You know, it, this, I kind of like the, the throw back to the original. And I mean, Ryan was uh guest number one on yes, the podcast. So this is like way, way back. Yeah. Uh, I always forget that. I always, you know, you guys always say that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I was. And it yeah. was literally a card table and, and man, it was just us sitting there. It was cool. Yeah. We, we've got a you, little, you, you was episode two, but guest number one. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we, we have a <laughs> little right. bit better equipment now than yeah. we did then, but, uh, but yeah, like, it, like I said, it's just, it's kind of, kind of throwing it back a little bit and like, and, and giving us some freedom to be able to do this and get episodes out and, and continue to cover the sport we love. So well, like you said, I mean, we, the slices of our pie are so thin <laughs> with everything that we all want to want to do and, and try to do that to get, you know, to get it all fit back in the, in the pan, so to speak. Sometimes you got to make changes. Yeah. And like I said, I, I with us having Thirsty Goat Radio as well, um, anybody that's listening online, or if you're not, if you're catching this on the audio version, uh, when it comes out tomorrow, go check out Thirsty Goat Radio we, when we can. And we'll announce that on the Facebook page. Um, when it, when we're, the things line up, we will be live on Thirsty Goat Radio. Um, it's thirstygoatradio.com. Or if you've got an Apple product, an iPhone, go to the App Store, download the Thirsty Goat Radio app. Uh, 24-7 live music, plus uh, not only our show, um, Throttled Up, going to be live on there, but you can, on Mondays and Thursday nights, uh, you can check out Moose and DJ Speed. Uh, they got a little show going with some music and uh, talk a little Brownstown football. So uh, uh, check those guys out as well. But uh so to jump in right away, you know, the first thing I had down here was to talk about the points races and, and who came out at Brownstown Speedway as our champions. And obviously, unfortunately, um, championship night was rained out, but not, not much was going to change. Not much was going to change. You're exactly right. So let's jump right in with the slicker graphics, super late models. Um, Fourth time. <laughs> They're just and I people can say what they want, but we're talking about the champion there, uh, and the one G Devin Gilpin. 
ties uh, Jim Curry and Steve Barnett for you know, he's the third four-time champion in the late models at Brownstown Speedway. And I would be willing to bet a lot of money right now for anybody that he will break that next year and be a five-time winner. That's what I was going to say myself. Um, just I, unless he travels. Yeah, and even then, I think he yeah. may fall into enough shows. Yes, he, the guy, outside of watching Kyle Larson figure Brownstown out as fast as he did. I don't know that there's a guy out there that understands Brownstown better than Devin Gilpin right now. Well, his grandpa told him he had 105 wins, you know, modified super late models and the Indiana pro late model series, 105 between those three uh, classes. And, and again, going back to when you talk about people in the air of 105 wins, especially in those classes you're talking about, mm-hmm. you think about someone who's had, a lot of years of racing. Now we're getting, we're NASCAR combined all of Kyle Bush's. You know, <laughs> Devin is still not the, you know, Jim right. Curry, you know, you know, is still up there, the winningest late model driver. So, you know, let's get that straight. That it, You know, he's still there. And then you got Gil. And Devin's got a lot of work to do to yeah, get there. And you got Gill and Don O'Neill tied for second. But then, but, you know, when you combine everything, he's got 105. That's still impressive. And, and, you know, and, and I just want to give a shout out here. I, I had reached out to Devin and unfortunately things couldn't work out tonight. Um, he is going to be on here in the next couple of weeks because we're going to talk a little bit about his race at Fun Fest Saturday night here pretty soon. But first of all, the, the this weekend, leaving Friday, he's headed out to the Dirt Track World Championships. $100,000 to win on the line. He's already locked in. Um, again, and we talk about it on here before, I truly think we miss and forget how blessed we are with some of the talent we see on a weekly basis. It's been that way forever. Yes. You know. I mean, just, I mean, unbelievable. But looking down that list there of super late models to round out the top five, uh, Britton Gotze. Yeah. uh, I think we had some hanging chads or something there that for him to be second. Wait, what do you mean? You think you think Ray ran a little bit more? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I I'm still so disappointed you know. when Ray got in the car. It was the first time I was going to see that 14B go fast. Um, unfortunately, uh, didn't, yeah. the rain got him. Uh, but no. So so Britton Gotzi comes in second, you know, and and third Jared Bailey, mm-hmm. um, which Jared was laughing this weekend at Fun Fest. He came by and he said, you know, I. I was a pretty big liar on your show because I said, you know, all these places I was going to go race. And he said, then I sold out of everything. <laughs> so, um, well, well, shout out to Alan Magner for letting him get down on that and, and get some lap time though. So yeah. Really cool. Out. Number four. And I'm telling you, and we're going to get into this later with the race on yeah. Saturday, but Skylar Lewis, if anybody is going to knock that one G off, um, coming up, my pick would be Skylar Lewis right there because that new XR1 he's got, he Fast. looks like a different person racing yeah. that thing. Skylar needs laps more than anything. Yep. You know, we, we've talked about it numerous times, man. Like, that, that's why Devin's so good at Brownstown. He's got a million laps around the place. Skylar's got a lot too, but, man, when you're not racing, like, consistently every week in, week out, and it, it shows up a little bit, but, man, when Skylar does come out, he's, like you said, he's lightning. And then fifth, it's Shelby Miles. And, um, again, I think, you know, he focused a little bit more there on the super late models. Um, yeah, he did. Obviously, some some issues, or I shouldn't say that. Um, it's not a tragedy now, but some family things that happened there with um, keeping them out of some races. But, uh, you know, Shelby, no matter what, is going to be a tough one anytime mm-hmm. you come in there to uh, Brownstown Speedway. Oh, yeah. All right, looking at next there to the Backwoods Express UMP yeah. Modifieds. Just UMP Modifieds. Oh. Yeah. Excuse that, me. That got dropped halfway through. So. Oh, yeah. my, my apologies. <laughs> uh, still on the Not, website. Didn't get dropped off the website. So. <laughs> UMP Modifieds. Nine-time champion. Uh, again. Nine-time modified champion. You talk about consistency. That, that one screams it right there. Oh, yeah. When we talk yeah. about Devin, a guy that's got a million laps around Brownstown, Matt Botnick's got five million laps. Yes. Around yes. I was going to say two. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. I mean, that's, you don't hear of anybody being 
a nine-time champion of anything. And, you know, Matt Boatnick is right there with the Modifieds. And, you know, this is another group where I, I, I think you're going to see a lot of up-and-coming, you know, young guys still. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Bill Lewis that finishes second. Jacoby Hines, obviously always dangerous when he's at Brownstown. Um, they're in third. Brent Lee. Um, and I, I want to say this about Brent. The growth that you saw out of him from the beginning of the season – to now, uh, really impressive, and I yes. think he's really getting that modified underneath him and gonna gonna come back in 2022 to be a be a contender. I totally agree with that too, and he he is gonna be the rookie of the year in, in the modified class also. When you look down there in fourth, or excuse me, in fifth and seventh, you've got the two young guns, mm-hmm. uh, the 29J there of Jordan Weaver, and then seventh the 93W Braden Watson, and both of those kids, man, Braden took some time off. Uh, to travel the summer nationals and crew and learn, um, both of these kids can win anytime they they get out on the racetrack. I agree. I agree with you. All right, this is the big boy, the P three Graphics Indiana Pro Late Models um, man, and this has been a two man battle since about May, um, but really it was a one man battle. Till May, and then a one-man battle from May to August, and then kind of came back. But uh, Tyler Neal starts out the year six out of seven yes. um, wins, and right then it truly looked like there's not a chance he's going to run away with this thing. And um, I got to say to Steve Peden, man, and obviously you know you could tell talking to him how much it was irking him that he wasn't running up front. He really put the time in in the shop and got that car running really well. And, man, towards the end of the season, he was tough to beat anywhere they went and raced. I, I agree. You know, but those two were the, you know, the, the top, top-notch guys. But, man, you get oh, – everybody in that top 20, you had a, they had a chance of, of winning. Well, they that. were the top-notch that, that followed the entire yeah. n- entire series, yes. Yeah, well, you I think there's only four. Right, there that, was only four. Yeah, because Justin had to drop out there towards the yeah. end uh, due to just work commitments. Yeah, he didn't but, go to Terre Haute and, yeah. you know, that uh, – yes, yeah, so only four traveled to every show. And it was the top four. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yes. Tyler Neal, Steve Peden, Zach Burton, and Robert Rainey. Right yes. there were the four that attended every Indiana Pro Late Model show. Austin and, Burton came in a little late. He didn't start right off the beginning of the season. And I'm telling you what, and you know, I, I had a chance to to chat with Daryl on on Saturday there at the track, and you know what Austin is doing in subpar equipment mm-hmm. in comparison to everyone else out there. Man, the kid has talent. Yes, and does a heck of a job of driving and i'm telling you if somebody's out there that's you know a car owner that's sitting there with a a crate late model and looking for a young driver that would respect it would appreciate what what he's given the opportunity to go do um and will work his tail off i can't say enough about austin burton man and uh you know just again a solid kid all around and goes out every week and does some does more with what he has than others oh i agree I mean, if you could give him one or two more notch, notches up in equipment, Ugh. you know, you better watch out for that young kid. Then you talk about, I mean, just you talked about they're the top 20, but to kind of run run down the list there, you know, you talk about Justin Bowling, Colton Sullivan, Keaton Strievel, Raymond Humphrey, feature Ray, Raymond, winner this year. But he's another one that life stepped in and, Absolutely. and he had to stay, step away there. Tyler Kane, Shelby Miles, Caleb Schreier, Alan Magner. Brian Wilhite, Jeremy Owens, Alan Edsel. Again, this is another kid that I'm going to shout out right there. Alan Edsel, you know, coming from the speed drome and coming yeah. from asphalt. asphalt racing, you know, and, and I'll just say this. We were up there at Circle City when all the speed drome guys had their, their dirt cars out. It was clear who needed to go back to the speed drome and focus on <laughs> asphalt and who was a dirt guy. And, and Alan is one of those guys, man. I think this is a kid who... Give him seat time. He can get down in anything and, and go run really, really well. Tyler Collins also 
ran way better than 19th place, but he, he's focusing on traveling. Absolutely. He, you know, he's he wants to travel beyond the series and, you know, go down to Tennessee a lot and race. And Jesse Tunney, another one there, yes. you know, say we, speed drone. He's a guy that honestly has impressed me more than than anyone making that transition over, man. He, I think he had what – at least one fast time, maybe two. Yeah, in there. I mean, he always shows. Yeah, because speed. the first one, he didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just said he got called back out, and and I think the big thing there is like, uh, yeah, you can go out, and there's a lot of people that can go out and lay down a qualifying lap at Brownstown. You know, it, it, it can be done, and what he's got to learn now is is you know he's got to get in race mode and know what it takes to you know get through those 25 laps or whatever it is and and learn how to race these guys but man he's he's on it for sure oh yeah and then uh you know rounding it out there josh bowler and a guy that you know kind of bounces in with the series doesn't race with it all the time but another guy that i'm telling you i just see him getting better and i i see in the future a guy that um is probably going to be contending for some for some wins there I I totally agree. And Josh is another one. If he focused on the series, would be right up in the top contending, I believe, also. All right. Moving on to our Pewter Hall Super Stocks. That's still the struggle with that. The Pewter Hall Super Stocks. I still want to call it the Pure Stocks. But, man, I the story of the year, and I know this is tough because the Tyler Neal, Steve Peden back and forth battle all year was amazing. But... The story of the year has got to be the 95H. JT Huffman coming home with the track championship there in the Pewter Hall Superstocks. And didn't even know if he wanted to race at Brownstown at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and he, he was he was rashing tires and trying yes. to figure out, how can I do both? And then it was, you know, the, the worst thing you could ever do is starting to set ultimatums. If I'm still leading at the end of April, I'll race it. Yeah. If I'm still leading at the end of May, I'll race it. And then yeah, he, he had me to the point like where we had him on the pre-race <laughs> show and a couple other interviews he had, you know, with you, Matt, there in yeah. Victory Lane. Like he's he's like, man, if we can come up with tires, I'm trying to figure out, man. Yeah, is I'm there any way we tires. Can, get, yeah, can we get him tires <laughs> yeah. and, and make this all like we're not, you know, I don't want to play favorites or anything, but man, like JT Huffman was was for sure my my you know story of the year. I think as, as far as Brownstown went. And just again, another great human being yes. that, that does it the right way, you know, works his tail off, has earned everything he's been given, and really appreciates and values the sport. I think the cool thing there, too, is, is you know, we've seen JT start racing at Brownstown, and you, you, you've seen him go from the struggle of, you know, trying to figure a car yeah. out and spinning out and, and being in the way and all this to come out and a couple of years later, he's he's sitting as a champion at Brownstown. It's pretty cool. I think it's very cool. And then as we look down the list, this is another one where it, it's just a, a who's who of the list, but now we get into the brothers, the Sasser brothers and the Shastain brothers, and you got Zach Sasser finishing second, Tucker Shastain finishing third, Derek Clegg there in fourth, and I, I got to say this. He had a monkey on his back all that's year. All exactly year. where I was going, you know. Derek has had bad luck after bad luck after mm-hmm. bad luck. And I'm telling you, if you forget just a couple years ago what he was doing in the pure stock before he made that jump, I think 2022 is a huge year for Derek Clegg coming back in the super stock. I agree. Uh, Brad Fry, another guy that, you know, took over for his dad um, just a couple years ago. And Brad has done a great job of continuing um, that. Steve Hollers picks up a win, uh, feature win this year. Isaiah Sasser, we're going to get into this a little later too, but another really impressive young man, rookie of the year right there. Grant Simpson, um, Mike Fields, Tanner Shastine, Tommy East. Um, again, just Tommy feature winner. Just a, a who's who down the list there in that Superstock class. And I know when we talked to Cowboy there uh, a couple weeks ago, what a class to be the sponsor of, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... that I got to say the super stocks are kind of become my favorite class because it is consistently. Yes. yes yeah. You know, it runs deep. You know, the competition runs very deep and I mean, you just don't know when they roll out. You don't have a clue who's going to win. Well, I think you've got the, you know, you've got the, the Isaiah Sasser all the way up to the Mike Fields, the, the Matt Bowden. You've got, 
you've got such a range yes. of, of different drivers and they're all good. And, yes. um, you know, it was cool to see, you know, I just see Jim Reddick's name 20th in points. It's cool to see Jim back out yes. and, and, and halfway running up front and, and, and in the game. I mean, he's been at it just as long as anybody as well. And, and Chucky even. Yeah. I just yeah. hope they don't check his email. <laughs> <laughs> All in one pool. <laughs> I, I'm trying. Uh, there were so many inappropriate statements that went right through my head with that. And, uh, I'm so, talking about the cars emails, not Jim's. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm sure Jim's emails are fine, but you know, yeah, I, Chucky, Chucky, the car there. You, you know, <laughs> the. <laughs> off the rails the all-in-one pools pure stocks um you know this was another great class to watch and dustin carr ran away with the points there and ran well all year but you know you talk about what dalton rourke was able to do there towards the second half of the year um and dustin gave him props when he got interviewed too he always said you know that there's one guy that's got my number and and it's it's dalton and you know that turned out more and more to be true you know, and Dalton Fleener finishes in 10th down there, but another guy that had great runs at Brownstown Speedway this year. But the one that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, and Dustin Carr would be calling us, 11-year-old Preston Carr finishing ninth um, yeah. in points right there. He told us on the show he wanted to be top 10. He gets beat out by Eric Lewis there for Rookie Great of the year. year. But 11 years old, top 10 in the pure stocks, extremely impressive oh yeah yeah i mean that's something to build on right there and and i have to say when we were at fun fest this weekend you had to make an announcement at one point that no one under the age of 14 should be on a on an atv or a golf cart or a motorized vehicle right unless you're participating on the track oh i didn't hear that part because oh when preston went by on his four-wheeler i just assumed he had to be 14 I just, uh, yeah. I just assumed. No, actually, Dustin got onto him once. Told him he knew better now. But uh, I did start adding in. You cannot, you cannot operate a motor vehicle unless you're participating on the track. And I had to throw that in there because that was the, the Preston Car Clause. <laughs> you know. Still, man, and I that kid just keeps getting better. He does. Going on there to our Hornet division, um, Davey Wagner picks up the win, and and uh, you know we got to see him with in victory lane there and. Uh, what it meant to Davey to, to get into victory lane at Brownstown Speedway. And, uh, just exciting to see him, him end up picking up the win. And you look down the list there, again, the North Vernon nightmare, Jacob Owens finishes eighth. And, man, when he was at Brownstown, he was tough to beat. I just noticed something looking over all these real quick. We haven't got to the Crown Vicks yet. But we have seven champions, and five of the seven have been on throttled up. Well, it's it's obvious what yeah. happens. We're, we're the podcast of champions. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, See what Matt Botnick and I'm going to guess uh, Michael Cranmer. Is that the two? No, not Michael's been on, been on. Matt Botnick okay. and uh, Davy Wagner. Oh, Davy's not been on. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Well, Davy would come on. That yeah, because we, we brought so. uh, Michael and, and Brandon on together. So, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, if so, if you want to be a champion. You need to be on throttled up. Yeah, I mean it's it's a simple equation. Yeah, yeah. You come on championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to start charging guests. <laughs> yeah, Steve Peden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> I think the is that pro- why he's coming on next week. Is well, that, that plan? He's getting twenty twenty two started. <laughs> I think he's coming on by himself because the first time he brought Tyler with him. Oh, okay. The second okay. time he brought Tyler's wife with him. So I think that really because of that, I think the thralled up magic rubbed off on the 20 yeah. team. So time for a solo mission. My guess is Peden will be all by himself next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> Jumping into the crown Vicks before I forget him. Uh, Michael Cranmer wins. And this is the, uh, the uh, Cranmer, Cranmer, Cranmer C attorneys at law. Um, the whole family. Yeah, they finished, what, four out of the top five. Oh, it was but it, Saturday it, night. And, you know, and that's cool, but when you watch these guys race together, they are a blast to watch race because they don't give each other an inch. No. They don't care what they got to do. Like, they're not going to be – they're not going to take each other out, but they'll move you. And here's all I got to say. If you think you're going to win and come down and talk to me in victory lane – 
Take lessons off Aaron C, man. Oh, man. He gives the greatest <laughs> interviews in Victory Lane. You know, it's... Uh, my, my favorite thing about his interviews is he gets so pumped up that he backs away from the mic while you ask a question and he jumps in yeah, back yeah. on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid I was going to knock his teeth out once because he jumped right in on that microphone. I had to kind of pull it back a little bit there, so... But now that class there, I, I do enjoy it because you've yes. got the top, you know, five or six guys. They're entertaining. They've got their own race. They're fast. But then the rest of the field is all doing their thing, and it's just as entertaining. So it's – I yeah. liked it. Saturday it got back to the old school right, of doing right. the donuts and spinning Yeah, who's the 18 orange? Yeah, he needs to be on. We need him on. If he – if I don't know if he's dizzy still, but <laughs> that guy, that was a blast watching yeah, him. I can't remember either. I That's can't. the thing. <laughs> Yeah, you've got an invite to throttle up the podcast. Yes. Whoever's driving the Orange 18 yeah. Crown Vic uh, Saturday at, at Brown Sound Speedway. That was a blast to watch. Jumping in, let's 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 move on to Fun Fest. And I put on our papers here, Fun Fest with question marks, because I always question how much fun it really is. But it's much more fun after it's over. It's much more fun if you don't have to work it in any way, shape, or form, because you're constantly busy. That's I mean, a, your guys is the end of it. You guys are constantly, you know, thrashing to get the, the product out. Our end is, as staff there, we're constantly thrashing to get ready to go. I mean, if you're just there to hang out, I think it's probably pretty fun. But even the racers, you know, they're thrashing. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it's a packed weekend. I do want to say this from the jump, and I know Ryan and I have had this conversation. I got to give a ton of credit to Jim on the program and keeping it moving. I was literally going there. <laughs> um, you read my mind. Friday night, yes, it was 1 o'clock. But if you look down the list of what ran. We had a lot of racing Friday night. A yeah. lot of racing and sprint cars, which yes. even though I'm a sprint car fan, I'll admit they take more time. Um, well, I was just looking at our, our broadcast times here. And Friday night, we had a 7-hour and 22-minute broadcast, which – is to be expected, you know, like but you said, very little downtime, no downtime. Yeah. So we go into Saturday night and we're at five hours and 25 minutes, which is quicker than, than a lot of regular shows yes. on any given night at a lot of our tracks. So, and then of course, fun fest on Sunday, I kind of thought, well, if we can be pulling out by three thirty, four o'clock, that's kind of where we had it gauged. Well, I think we were pulling out at the, 215. Oh, it was like. awesome. I mean, it was, it was I hit the front gate at 215 as yeah. I looked at the clock and I thought, yes. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. A, a good program is probably the most fun I've had at Fun Fest. You know, as far, I mean, we didn't have uh, many issues on our end as, as far as, as technical stuff. And we kind of let loose in the trailer and had fun. And, and uh, I didn't really see any drama anywhere for, you know, on, on our side of the things. Racers, we'll get into that. But. Um, you know, from a race and a crowd perspective, I think everything went well. And, and uh, Rob wanted us to point out that he was not the flagman for Fun Fest. So let's. No, he had a lot of other jobs. Yeah, he did almost everything else. It seemed like he. Yeah, was, he was the. Uh, for a while, he was down in the suites as a as a Brown Sound Speedway ambassador. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, which that's a gig. I, if you can get that gig, that's a great one. Uh, I think he helped uh, hook equipment up early Saturday morning. Yeah, worked the scales for yeah, a while. He was a scale man on Saturday. Um, so he, he does like, it all. He's like that utility player in baseball. Yeah. Whatever, wherever you can throw him, he'll go, you know, so. Well, let's jump right in. When we talk drama, <laughs> let's let's jump right into there, the. There's, there's drama in racing? Uh, just a little bit. Um, hmm. Friday night, Derek Groomer. Running uh, Isaiah Sasser super stock. He's out front. Mike Fields, from what we understand, they we have not seen it on film. I will I will point that out. I have not seen it. They got into it somewhere. Mike was upset. Mike spins uh Derek on in between turns one and two. And uh I'm gonna say too, I didn't see it either. Yeah, I, I, and I and I know. hadn't talked to you, so that's why I didn't. I wasn't throwing you under the bus, putting you on the other side. I hadn't talked to you about it. Ryan. and I had talked and yeah. went back and watched the video and couldn't see where. I, I don't know exactly what happened on the track either. I just know when I talked to Mike in Victory Lane that night, he said he was tired of getting drove that way and was going to start driving back. 
you know, so that's that's where I took that. And we had two or three drivers come up to us just at the trailer hanging out that said they had talked to Mike, you know, Friday before the race and earlier and just said he was tired of some of the ways people were driving him. So I guess where I will start is I don't know if it was as much about Derek Groomer as much as maybe it was something built up with Mike over, over time. time. I see it. You know, from my perspective, like, you know, obviously we didn't see really what Mike's, you know, concern was on video per se, but um, I think there was a lot of emotion for Mike Fields this past weekend. You know, it's his last last race. I mean, he he's on edge. There's there's a million emotions going through his, his head. He's a great ambassador for the sport, such a huge, you know, profile for that division, and he wanted to win. You know, and, and he wanted to be out front. He wanted to win, and, and it didn't go, you know, as, as quite as easy and planned. And, and I just think it comes down to emotion. I really do. And I, and I want to, because we put up the, the interview there on, on Saturday morning, and, and I read through the comments and a lot of negativity thrown towards Mike Fields. And I want to say this. Do I know if he hadn't spun Groomer out that he would have won that race? No, I have no idea. But do I think he could compete with Groomer without needing to spin him out? Yes, 1,000%. And anybody commenting and thinks that's the only way Mike Fields could win a race needs to go back and look at Mike Fields' you know, track yes. record. Um, Thank you. I, I totally agree with that. Uh, and, and I think Ryan is right. You know, you coming into that place that you've come in on Saturday nights for 40 years knowing I'm not going to do this anymore after this weekend. You're gonna, and he said it Saturday. I wanted, I wanted to quit while I was on top, and I think he wanted to prove everybody I'm still on top. And I don't know that he expected Groomer to be there, and the competition right. of Derek Groomer being yes. in that car. I agree with that too. Groomer was was a threat. Yes. to Mike Fields this past weekend. And, but I'm gonna say this, and maybe I seen it wrong. And if I did, please correct me. I think Groomer drove Isaiah's Superstock more aggressively than I've ever seen him drive his modified in the whole time I've watched him race the modified. I I can't argue with that. I, I'm trying to no, think. I, of, I mean, Groomer is very smooth in the modified. I'm not taking nothing from him driving. is about nothing. But it just, I've seen him do things in that, that super stock that I've never seen him do. Well, in first of all, I, I think after he got spun, he was driving on a motion too. Yeah. And if that race would have been five laps longer, we'd had two junk super stocks. So thank goodness that it was. <laughs> yeah, whoever finished uh, third would have won that. Because, yeah, I mean, and that's you know because he kept catching him. I was like, this, you know, this is going to end very badly. You know, so. But I want to flip it real quick to Saturday because I can't give enough credit. And and I'm telling you, if you're filming a movie, this was the perfect way for it all to go down because. I can't give enough credit for what Derek Groomer did on Saturday to drive that car. But even what he said in victory lane, and I want to point this out, Derek Groomer has won some really big modified races. The guy has all the success. To jump into the Sasser's car for Fun Fest weekend, you know, there is every reason why that race should have been beneath Derek Groomer. And, and you wouldn't... You wouldn't be upset with him if that was the case. Yeah. But the emotion he showed in victory lane and how much it meant to him to win a super stock race at Brownstown was just so cool. And I want to say this about that. Drama aside, the emotion he showed and the the feelings he had to get that win was all about the fact that he beat Mike Fields. Right. It was a respect for Mike That's Fields. That's exactly yep. yes. what I'm I, saying. I think so yep. too. That was not about Derek Groomer not liking Mike Fields. Derek Groomer understood how important what he just did was. He beat yeah. Mike Fields at Brownstown and did it clean. And, you know, he made his statement. But then I want to follow Isaiah Sasser, man. This is a kid. He's not been to victory lane. Um, and that's intimidating to stand down there and have that mic shoved in your face and have to say something. For a, for a teenager to step up there and make the comments of, you know, we love Mike. I hate that Derek and Mike got into it, you know, got into each other. And, you know, we get nothing but respect. To then put a nice bow on top of all the weekend, I just can't say enough about the kid. I, I was blown away by his ability to manage that situation as a, as a young kid. No, oh, I agree. And, you know, I did put him on the spot. 
And, uh, you know, I called him over there to get his sponsors because Derek didn't know him. And I thought, you know, if the car's in Victor Lane, those sponsors need out there. And then, you know, I guess the, the interview side of me took over. And it's like, well, I'm going to ask this while I got him. And, you know, he, I think he did great. Yeah. And, and I, I just want to say, you know, nothing but respect to Mike Fields and what Mike Fields has done. And, you know, just uh, amazing individual. Um, but I also got to say it was really cool to watch Derek Groomer want something so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I'm also going to say that it's not Mike Fields' last time in a race car. <laughs> like, I've said that from – and everybody's like, no, he's done, he's done, he's done. Like, my dad knows Mike real well, and he said – you know, dad said when Mike says he's done with something, he's done with it. You know, I'm, I, 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 I talked to Mike quite a bit this year, and and I, may, you, I think you might see if somebody wants something shaken down or yep. something like that, but you're not going to see it on the level – not even close to what it's ever been before. You know, I think maybe one or two visits a year is all you're going to get out of that. Well, I think what kind of got me going is we a couple of weeks ago I was in the pits at Brownstown and we was talking to one of the drivers about, you know, just possibly some ideas we might have for next year on the super stock division, just for some incentive for those guys. And Mike was in the area. Well, he kind of, Mike kind of perked up a little bit, and and this the the guy I was talking to was like, Mike, you're you're not leaving, you're you're not going anywhere. And Mike's like, No, I'm done, I'm done. But I think if we could get something put together, and the situation was right with Mike, and and you know somebody was like, Hey, here's my car, go drive it. Mike's going to come back. Well, and this is what I said to your dad as we debated this at the trailer this weekend. You can tell me about a guy selling out. He can sell his trailer. He can sell his truck. He can sell his car. He can. Just sell everything he's got. Did he sell his suit, his gloves, and his helmet? Because if they're still sitting in the closet, Jason Heyman, he's not totally done. (laughs) That's exactly my point. Cowboy sat right there and argued with me. He's not doing it. Three weeks later, he's in a modified at practice. I was there. I was there and seen (laughs) it. So, and I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Heyman and Mike Fields are going out to buy something and go get it. But if that helmet and and driver's suit is still sitting in the closet, it's always going to be an itch. And I'm yeah. going to go back to 83-year-old Ray Gotze climbed in Britain's car. Yeah. He didn't it, climb in just for the hell of it. He it, wanted to climb in It's never out of you. Yeah. It's never out of you. Now, I want to jump into this because we got to give a shout-out to Dustin Carr um, and the pre- presentation that they made for Mike Fields on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I, w- I went back and watched that. I look horrible in that, man. I, I realize I have an ugly, ugly cry face. <laughs> well, <laughs> dude, that's what made You know, I, wanted to, I really want to make a joke and slam you, but I can't because it was such good content. You know, that the whole time I was standing up here because I, I see Bobby standing off to my right. You know, and I got to give a shout out to Dustin Carr because he, you know, I, I do that for, you know, I did it for Peden down there. I've done it for Fields. And, you know, when you see it coming, you, you pull the microphone away and you talk so they can get composed. And, and Derek, Dustin Carr, you know, he jumped right on cue when I handed the mic, you know, just held the microphone over there for him. But uh, that was hard. I was 10 years old when that man started racing. And hell, that was like 120 years ago. <laughs> it's it 40 years ago, but I'm saying, you know, I, you know, I really don't know what it's like to go to Brownstown and not see Mike Fields race. That's and the kind of segue that into where Dustin is going with is that just goes back to the respect that Mike Fields has at Brownstown Speedway oh, yeah. from everybody. Like Derek Groomer, modified guy, respects Mike yeah. Fields. You know, but it, it's like everybody does because I felt like I ruined it because I, I couldn't keep from. No, you, made book. you made you it. You made yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, book, I'm not so, going to say yeah. you ruined it either. I, yeah. that's, you know that? And that's why I couldn't, like, I paused there because I wanted to slam you with some joke. But it's not worth slamming you about that because that was real. It was raw. And for people that don't know, like, we're all men and, you know, we can say what we want. But what this sport truly means to us oh. and why we do all the crazy things we do. And when you talk about these, these drivers and the people become family, it's true. Like, I mean, that yeah. is, it is crazy to not see some of these people every week. It, you know, I've said it even this year to not see Marty O'Neill walk by yeah. carrying his bag to the pits to go meet the Hartwells is crazy to me. To not see the Hartwells in the pits unloaded, yeah, crazy. To, when people leave the sport, 
It is. It's tough. But, you know, me and Mike became close, you know, as we got into Throttled Up and I was the announcer at Brownstown. You know, he was a guy that when I seen him, we talked. We talked every time. You know, if it was was about riding, you know, motorcycles or something, you know, whatever. We we talked about a lot of different things. Yeah, it it was like that all, you know, everybody's seen that pour out of you in victory lane. They they seen all those years of memories, emotions, that all came out right there. You know, because I'm watching rolling the American flag around. I'm thinking this is the last time I'm going to see that 33 car. You know, he's not going to get out of his car in victory lane and talk about, you know, Home of the Ugly Burger, you know, that he told mm-hmm. me, you know, every time down there. And I thought, you know, all that kind of flushes into you. You're like, oh, my gosh. You know, well, you were about as ugly as yeah, the I was burger. Gonna, yeah, but I, I will say you do have an ugly cry. We'll, we'll, we'll all agree with that. <laughs> oh, I, I, when I watch it, it's like, oh, that is horrible. I mean, <laughs> don't worry. We're we're trimming it up for you for a highlight day. Yeah, I appreciate that. But, man, that. if this sport, like, if, if if there's no emotion in it, why do we do it? No, and you're exactly right. You'll see me get emotional on the, the thing that'll get to me ever the most is a first time win at Brownstown. I don't oh, care I, if it's I love that too. A Hornet guy, a super late model. That when they come out of that car and you can see what it means, like it'll put a tear in my eye. I ain't afraid to admit it. Like I don't know if I'll ugly cry, but I I will. You know, it will get me. Well, you realize we had. Uh, uh, Davey Wagner, J.T. Huffman, Dalton yep. Moore. It was yeah. There was a lot this year. Uh, Tommy East. Yeah. You know, very emotional year. Was it Holler's first year? First win? No, too? he won last year. He won so last I year. I feel like yeah. he maybe won one or two there. Yeah, so. he's. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Oh yeah. So I'm going to jump in. I'm I'm going to throw this, and then I'm just going to pretty well tee it up and let you go because you talking about that presentation of Mike Fields. You made the statement and a future Hall of Famer at Brownstown Speedway. And we've talked. 40 years of racing, top of his game, has done this. Matt, why is he not a Hall of Famer? I, I don't know. I would, I would love for someone to tell me that answer because I have begged and, and prodded and tried to figure it out of why he isn't. It's, uh, you know, when I talked to him about it, I, I told him, I said, I can't believe you're not a Hall of Famer. And his answer to me was, I think it was very politically correct of, I've done everything I can do. And he left it at that. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, if, you know, it takes everybody that thinks he should be sending letters in to Brownstown Speedway next year or making phone calls. But I think this is a man that, that needs to be in. He should have already been in. Yeah, it should have been in years overdue, ago. Overdue for sure. What? And I think this is something that in Hall of Fames and recognition that sometimes we miss. Don't wait until they can enjoy it. Yes. You know, the last thing you want to do is induct somebody after they've passed on. Yeah. Let Mike get in and enjoy being a Hall of Famer. Because, again, as silly as the sport may be to people who aren't in it, that's a huge deal. To a guy like Mike Fields that spent 40 years at Brownstown Speedway. You know, I, I think, you know, you, you can win championships, you can win races, but, but a lot of people forget the championships and the, and the races. But that Hall of Fame, you know, in your mind you think, okay, I am putting a pinnacle with a lot of other very important people. You know, maybe, I, you know, my legacy will last just a little bit longer. And again, like, like we've talked before, you know, and you brought up, there are nobody that's got more super stock wins than him that is not in the Hall of yes. Fame. No one with more combined wins that's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, everybody above him in both categories is in the Hall of Fame. And several below him. Below him. You know, that it's long, long, long overdue. And, you know, me and you have talked about this, and I'm going to probably get a lot of people hate me when I make this comment, but this is how I feel. You know, it's cool to say that we have Billy Moyer, you know, in in our Hall of Fame. You know, that's cool to say that we put him in there. Do you think that Billy Moyer really cares that he's in the Brownstown Speedway Hall of Fame? You know, not as much as Mike Fields would would love to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, I'm sure Billy would love to be in the Hall of Fame at Batesville, Arkansas, his hometown. You know, that's, that's his cherished, you know, place. You know, so like Ryan said, you know, you take, you know, Billy's Hall of Fame, you know, he's in there, put Mike in there. Who's going to cherish it the most? Well, and, and and who's, and I get, we can have this argument. Billy Moyer had some amazing races and events at Brownstown Speedway. But, but over did he, the, did he give the sweat and blood? That, over the last 40 yes. years, who has given more to make Brownstown Speedway what it is? 
Billy Moyer or Mike Fields? And I think sometimes when we look at this stuff, that's what we need to look at. It's what have you know? What has they have they really contributed to the racetrack, and not just their big name that's raced there? I agree 100, percent and I'm I'm fully in support um, of Mike Fields going in, and you know this would be a great question just to show what I believe the answer would be. But you know we talked about the drama with Groomer and him. I think if you sat Groomer down and said, "Is Mike Fields a Hall of Famer?" Groomer would say 1,000 yeah, percent yeah. yes. I, I agree too, and because the dude is too has too much respect for the sport to not. And that's again why it was so important what happened in Victory Lane. And that's going to be my crusade. I'm going to tell you guys that right now for 2022 is to get Mike Fields into the Brownstown Speedway Hall of Fame. I think that's a a more than um, valid push. All right, I'm going to jump over to another thing here that happened uh, this weekend. And, you know, we, we hear a lot about the Devin Gilpin slide job, you know, from the uke tire to the cushion. Um, he pulled one Saturday that um, – <laughs> There wasn't a cushion. I, I, well, the cushion, I think, I, it's a the good cushion thing was the front row yeah, yeah. of the new bleachers. Yeah. It's yeah. a good thing there wasn't a cushion or else yeah. he'd have been laying in the bleachers. Um, wow. And, and he said he was going to make sure it cleared it. He cleared. He almost didn't clear the pit wall. And I've, yeah. I have went back and watched that highlight. I still don't know how he stayed in the gas and stood on it to keep out of the pit wall. He, he doesn't either, because when he got out of victory lane, he looked the back of the car. I think he thought he tore the spoiler off of it. And it was close. Oh, yeah. Then to get back on the track, and he had only fallen back to fourth. Yes. Um, but the drive that he made after that, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. Like, when you've already been that close, and again, headed to the Dirt Track World Championship this weekend, you're racing Fun Fest. Again, I'm not putting Fun Fest out, but it ain't the it ain't a hundred thousand. It's right. two thousand to win, and he goes right back up to the top and and drives that thing on a mission. And he said he knew he screwed up. He needed to get it back. Uh, what a drive! And but well, on the flip side, well, I said I'd never seen no one go that far out of bounds and come back. Uh, unbelievable! You know that that was unbelievable. On the flip side, as a as a fan, and I. You know, this isn't taking anything away from Devin. I will I will shout from the mountaintops how amazing that drive back was. I hated it. Because as we talk about first time winners, you got Skylar Lewis mm-hmm. right there. Man, he looked good. Yes. He was smooth. Um but you could just feel Pro- it. Probably the best I'd ever seen him run, honestly, at Brownstown. hundred percent. Yeah. But you could just feel it. Devin, it, it would have been better for him. Had Devin never slid off the track, because when Devin gets in one of those moods or modes of he feels like he screwed up and he's got to make up for it, he gets on the wheel like mm-hmm. nobody else. Yes. So I hated it. I really, I know Ryan and I sitting in the trailer, we're counting the laps down and watching Skyler, and and we're really hoping to see Skyler pull it in victory lane. And I would have loved that to see that for his family. Um, and everything they do, and it's coming. Don't get me wrong. Oh, Skyler right. Lewis is going to be in Victory Lane at Brownstown Speedway soon. Um, Sooner than a lot of people think. I, I really do believe. I that. agree, hundred percent. Especially, and and you heard Devin say, you know, in Victory Lane, you know, that new rocket is doing yeah. great things for Skyler. But man, you know, we talk about Devin having a million laps at Brownstown Speedway, and he had one like I don't think he's ever had one before. And Man, what a run. I just, if you haven't watched that highlight, go back to the Dirt to Media Facebook page, pull that clip up from the Super Late Model Race, and just watch how far out he is. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, another little little controversy that kind of came up there. Um, Dalton Rourke, Dustin Carr, in the pure stock feature there on Saturday night. They get into it in turn two. Um, coming back around, I think there was some confusion there between the tower and the, the flag stand, um, the flagman, not Rob Wilson, um, yeah. earpiece had fallen out. Yeah. His, 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 uh, cord from his receiver to his headset had disconnected. So when the tower was yelling over the receiver, caution, 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 he was throwing the checkered flags which allowed Dalton Rourke to pick up the win 
um, on Saturday night. And I know I talked to Dalton on Sunday. He stopped by the trailer and he said, I didn't even know the checkers had come out. Yeah. I didn't know if it was yellow. I didn't know if it was checkers. He said, I just knew my car was a mess. And, and you know, the rule is when the checkers come out, the leader gets them, races over. It's done. So, I mean, it was, but you don't know what was going to happen. No. You know, because as the checkers were coming out, Dustin Carr was spinning out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of those, you know, Marvel's what ifs, you know, what if the cat, the, you know, the checkers hadn't came out and it, you know, again, it's, it's, it is, it's a, it's a what if, but it, but it, 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 it is, added but it is to the excitement, you know, the Dalton Ed, Rourke is a very strong runner and I'm not going to take, you know, he didn't get that just because of the mess up. Oh, you no, know, no, no, he, no. He, no, he was running right up front. He'd already passed Dustin and Dustin was battling back. So, you know, I don't want anybody to think that we're saying that the only reason Dalton got that win was because of. Uh, no, of I'm that. not saying that at all. You know, I, I know you're not. I just want to clarify that none of us are saying that, that that's not a, uh, you know, those, both of those guys represented the pure stocks very, very well with, with great competition this year. And then probably the drama of the weekend. Shelby Miles and Tyler Neal. Shelby picks up the win on Friday night, is very frustrated about the way he felt that Tyler drove him, which I'm going to say this again, and I understand there'll probably be some people that are mad at me and disagree. I didn't see what Shelby was so pissed off about. I saw hard racing all around, that, and but, and I I'm a Shelby Miles fan. I'm a Tyler Neal fan. Like I I I love Shelby's what he brings to the sport. Mm-hmm. I I love the you know that little bit of a villain, whatever you know you want to call Shelby. Like he's he's a good character in the sport. Tyler is in my eyes a very he's he's quiet. He's he's fast. He's just kind of. One of those guys puts his head down and goes and races, and man, they were out there racing hard. They're putting on a show, and then all of a sudden, it's like now we're mad at each other. And, and that's you probably said it better than what I even did. I don't see what Shelby was pissed off about in the sense that I saw him racing Tyler just as hard as what right. Tyler was racing him. It was hard racing, good racing. So I, I was very confused by Shelby's comments in victory lane on the. Somebody just needs to grow up and needs to learn to drive and, you know, those kind of things. I mean, from broadcast video perspective, I love it. Like, I oh, love 100%. when you guys call each other out. But there was, yeah, I, I I don't know if that was, you know, the proper comment, I guess, to make there. You know, there, there could have been another snide remark or something that I think would have fit better, you know. But, um, it you know, it is what it is. So... Matt's quiet. <laughs> Matt's holding his thoughts to himself. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Oh, you ain't going to offend I, us. I guess... Here's what I'm thinking about over my time of announcing. We've had several feuds in the, the Crate series. You had the... You know, this year with a lot of it was the, the Tyler and Shelby. You had the... Tyler and Tyler a year or two ago, Tyler Kane, Tyler Neal. You had the Tyler and Marty feud before that. There's kind of like one common denominator in all the feuds. Well, but you could also say Shelby and Tyler Kane. You could also say Shelby and Marty. Yeah, that's true. Shelby's been in just as many. I think, I think there's, I think there's two common denominators there. And I think, but I think it's because I think they both want to win. They both race hard. And I, I'm not anti-Shelby Miles, but I just think that I think that sometimes Shelby has a little bit of that expectation for guys to drive him differently than what he drives them. i actually seen more of that with several drivers over different classes this year. I am who I am, so you need to drive me differently when I race you. But this goes back to, like I said, I if there's a division right now out there right now that's got character it, it's there's storylines and drivers there's there's a lot of things out there that this sport needs so 
to me, like this, this is exactly where this class needs to be. A hundred percent. There needs to be something because when you talk to people in, you know, in the sport right now and ask why it's not interesting, why it's, well, there's, there's no characters. There's no, there's nothing out there. This class has character. But what you just said is perfect too. When you talk about Shelby being that villain type character and Tyler is that golden boy type character. You know, if you go back to just professional wrestling and what it is, you've got that, that golden boy, everybody loves, and you've got the villain and Shelby plays that part very, very well. Um, Go ahead, Matt. You've got a comment. There was also some extracurricular driving under the caution this weekend. Decided not see. So. I, yeah, I, I'm not yeah, aware of that. There, there was some uh, sideswiping, you know, driving up underneath the, the rear of the car. Yeah. That, uh, I think that was what the comment in victory lane was about. Then that's okay. fair. I didn't yeah, see that. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was some, when the caution came out, they, you know, they were scolded over the, the receiver to, to chill out or just go to the pits. That's and fair. see, that's I'm not privy yeah, to that, that so that's, that's fair. Thing, yeah, one chilled out and one didn't. That's okay, so. one thing on like on the list of <laughs> of improvements Dirt Two Media has got to do for next year because this happened multiple times this year. We missed shit under cautions. Yes, we missed the the Devin Gilpin, Mike B. Shelley. What happened under caution? Yeah, you know, and a lot of times like this happens because you let your guard down. Right when we're in a caution, that's kind of our break. It's our breather. You know, it, it is what it is. And but, I'm trying to be like, yeah. Neutral as as no, I possibly I, can be, you know. I'm just well, saying. That, that honestly that that brings it more more. That makes me understand it a lot better yeah. than what I saw from from watching the video yeah, and yeah. and what I saw in Victory Lane. That 100 percent explains it better. But I think that's where that. And I thought maybe you guys had seen that. That's why yeah, you know. No, yeah. no I, I didn't think see that's either. where that comment came from. Was the actions under caution? No, that makes that makes yeah. a lot more sense because when we're talking about hard racing. We're talking about green flag racing, yeah. and I—that's where I said I don't understand where his comments came yeah, from. That's where that's where it came from. That's fair then. I just hope none of these guys change their personality, though. I love it. No, so, I, I, I'm yeah. with you. I, I, I love you know, it. I'm, most of my life I've been a fan of professional wrestling, and you you do have yeah. the heels, and you then you have the like you reference them the Golden Boy, and if you don't have those two characters, no, it, you don't you have, have it's beyond boring. Yeah. yeah, and some people grab the heel and they shine with it. And other people don't want nothing to do with it. And the characters we have at Brownstown Speedway that are the heels, they play them great. Yep. You know, Chad Stapleton embraced the heel better than anybody I've ever seen in my <laughs> lifetime. You know? Yeah. But no, it's it's good that, it, you know, we're bringing all this full circle, recapping everything. Because, no, yeah. You know, it's, that makes much better sense than what I, I was under the understanding of. Yeah, so that that's it, so... So looking ahead, um, race season is not done yet. Brownstown Speedway is, but uh, Rockcrest Raceway here in uh, Vernon uh, going to be running this Saturday. Um, yes. I know right before we went on, we got a text from uh, Rob Wilson that the the track is is looking good. I know he's out there all day mm-hmm. working on it. Got it sealed over um, and ready. He said. We could take up to two inches of rain. That's what he told me. Two inches of rain, still race Saturday. Uh, Got sprint cars, pure stock, super stocks, crown vicks, and hornets all on tap. Five uh, classes coming in uh, this Saturday. So it'll be the other, the uh, super stocks, pure stocks, hornets, and crown vicks will all be uh, Brownstown Speedway payoff. That's what they get over there. That's what they'll get down down at uh, Rockcrest. Sprints are, are 2,000 win, 200 start like they were on the first. Uh, we're going to qualify the sprints and hot lap time trial the super stocks and the pure stocks. So then those guys will get to uh, to hot lap time trial on that. So, and if you haven't made it down, you really need to come down to Rockcrest and uh, see the improvements, see what they're doing. Um, remember, uh, we, two- I gotta tell, you, we grabbed that thing as a little family there. You know, me and Chelsea and Rob and Angie, and then uh, Chelsea's brother Chase. Uh, we thrashed for, I think, eight nights solid to get there on the first. And it was right up to, hey, it's time to hot lap, and we were still running around crazy. I mean, Ryan was down there, and, you know, we had a lot of positive feedback, and that just, you know, we, we have, we want to do so many things with that racetrack, and we we, we so appreciate the support, you know, and uh, 
we've talked about it a hundred times on our show here. You know, let's keep the, you know, you kill the sport when you, when you bring out all the negativity. And uh, it seems like after we ran, there was a little bit, there's always going to be the naysayers, but I, I really thought it was very positive. A lot of the feedback we got because, you know, we kind of had to take what we were handed and there was a lot of things that were broken, a lot of things that weren't running correctly, you know, and, you know, we, we had to beg and borrow people to come down and work on tractors, you know, to help us with pumps, to get the water into the, the things. And that's you know, the side that the people don't always understand. You know, you know we went to bring the truck out with, with the, the water tank on the back or the tractor out and the front seal and the motor blows up on the tractor. So we're, Hey, can you come down here and help us fix this? You know? And, uh, even me, you know, all the years I've been at Brownstown now, I really didn't know the side, that part of it that much until we all jumped in and said, hey, let's try this. And uh, my God. Yeah. Back, back in the day, I used to help Mark Schaefer. <laughs> I, for about a year, we would go down and water the track down there on Friday nights when, when Mason Fleetwood still had it. And yeah. Race Saturday. So it didn't take much of, of that, of crawling down that, that river bank and trying to get yeah. pumps primed up and, and stuff just never going right. That that gave a whole new respect for me just for getting a track water, just what goes into that. I mean, so. I, I took – Rob lives lives right there by the track. Yeah. I took off over there and got his his personal lawnmower and mowed the infield. You know, I was – cars were lining up at the front gate, and I was still riding mowing the infield <laughs> to race that night. And it's like, oh, my – you know, all this stuff that yeah. we take for granted when you show that up at Town. You know, yeah. like the yard's mowed, you know, all the speakers work, the lights are all working – you know, that stuff we panic about, you know, when, now that I, I'm more on that side and it was, it was unreal. So, but get down there on the 16th, it's a $15 front gate. If you want to go on through the pits, it's another 15. Uh, the one thing we did change and uh, it's probably the thing that people want to argue about us the most on is no personal vehicles in the pit area. You know, just eliminate that kind of eliminate, you know, the stuff that we know gets carried in, in the personal vehicles and stuff like that. So that's, uh, that's like the biggest kickback and complaint we've had is we won't let personal vehicles in the pits so let's say you're doing good so far then (laughs) (laughs) and then looking ahead to the next weekend there october 23rd and 24th salem speedway the halloween 200 and hands down and ryan i know you're right there with me favorite race of the year oh it's uh, 1200 to win not 2000 1200 to win yes um but halloween 200 Favorite race of the year, but I'm probably even more excited this year because of two elements. Not only the Great American Stocks on the high banks, the Crown Vicks on the high banks, and some late model figure eight action. Yep. It's it's going to be a big weekend, and, and I, Salem Speedway has never seen an event like what Bill and Ashley are getting ready to do. I know they get a lot of people for an ARCA race or, you know, some of that, the, I'm not saying this is going to be the biggest crowd, but this, as far as a race and, and an event goes, massive weekend. And $1,500 to win, you know, the Crown Vic on the high banks, but not just 1500 You also win a Crown Vic. So you can expand your race program by a full car just by going out there and winning. Yeah, I, we, when are we going to run out of those? <laughs> you know, Ford quit making them. Well, Ford is probably going to need to fire that back up. Yeah. Or there, someone needs to go buy the the stamps to stamp out body parts <laughs> yeah, because, because they're yeah. probably more demanded now than, than when they were police cars and taxis. Oh, 100%. Well, it's just like the Hornet Division. Like, go out and try to find a, a two-door Cavalier right now anywhere. No, in the, you're in, not going you're to. You're not going to. Yeah. You know, so... No, a big weekend at, at uh, Salem, and, and perhaps the thing I'm the most excited about the whole weekend outside of the broadcast is we're bringing Webb up out of the keys. Webtober. So, um, very cool to, to get Webb up. Um, you know, for you guys not familiar with, with Webb Diller down in the keys, he used to work uh, dirt on dirt, and he's, he's been in the sport for a long time, and um, he got out and... Retired only for special events. Yes, he's retired for special events. I don't think he's worked a race this year. I, I'm not 100% sure he might have slipped one in on me, but uh, I text to see if he would come up and, and, you know, help run a wireless camera, and he's coming up, and we're going to have a big weekend for sure. I can't wait. I can't wait. Webb, I've got a whole list of debate topics ready to go. <laughs> I, I can't wait uh, for Webtober. But, yeah, big weekend there at Salem Speedway. And then the next weekend – 
Uh, the inaugural kickoff of I-65 Speedway there at the Scottsburg Fairgrounds. Uh, it's the first annual Monster Mash. $1,200 to win crate late models. We are correct that it is. I know a lot of the, the media says late models, but it is crate late models. Yep. Um, $800 to win super stocks. $750 to win steel block sprints. $400 to win pure stocks. And $300 to win crown vicks. So the first annual Monster Master at I-65 Speedway. Again, Bill and Ashley nicely um, coming over there to, uh, to help promote that as well as Salem Speedway. Uh, exciting stuff to see what, what comes out of I-65 Speedway here in the future. Yeah, we got a lot of questions uh, this past weekend about, you know, what their plans are there for next year. They've heard they're they're running every Sunday or running this many events or doing this, doing that. Um, you know, in my talks with Bill, I think that if he can get a good eight race schedule in um, and just kind of mixing up some dates here and there around other stuff, um, it's going to be good to get Scottsburg back in the mix and, I'm when I was you young, guys, that was a joint, yeah, man. That, yeah, was, that fun. was It was cool to go down there, even when I was a kid. But, like, there's a lot of people don't know uh, Bill and Ashley, you know, in the dirt world. Uh, you know, they just jumped on as promoters at Salem, and, and uh, they are the most innovative group of promoters I've ever seen. So I'm very anxious to see what, uh, what they put together for a dirt track. It's going to be very cool. Uh, Bill called me one night with – this wild idea he's wanting to do and, and, um, you know, just, just some of the stuff that they, they want to do differently than everybody else is doing. And they're really working hard at it. So very excited to see what happens at Scottsburg. And then next week's guest here on throttled up is Mr. P three himself, Steve Peden. And that is, I mean, I did send him a warning last night. I, I got a Snapchat that he was out on a boat, and I said, you know, I just warned him. I said, I've seen a lot of Dateline episodes. There's a good chance you end up falling overboard and never coming back. And his response was that his wife had already tried, but he slipped it. He should be fine. So if as long as Steve returns from vacation, he will be the guest next week live in studio with us. And the only thing I want to say, you know, I'm not going to really slam Steve. I'm just going to say that it was just so nice at Fun Fest with him being on vacation to not have to sit up there and think anybody but Peden. Yeah. You know, it just really, it was it was wonderful to not sit up there and think, man, I just hope anybody but Peden wins. <laughs> you know, I was just kind of thinking, usually when they start involving boats, the race car goes not quickly after that. So. And it could be happening. Well, yeah. It, you know, you guys should introduce him as the 2022 Indiana Pro Late Model Champion, since you guys said that champ, you know, throw yeah, upgrades it, champions. I we go do. Ahead and just you know, yeah, but we also don't like to to stir rumors. <laughs> Maybe not publicly. <laughs> <laughs> we we might stir the pot a little behind the scenes, you know. But uh, no, no, definitely Steve's a good dude, and um, it's going to be a good show. All right, guys. Well, that's an hour and seven minutes uh, that we've been going at this. So, uh, again, next week we'll be on with Steve Peden. Uh, make sure you tune in um, to the upcoming uh, Dirt to Media broadcast. And uh, thank you, everybody, again. You, you guys will be broadcasting Saturday night, right? That's the plan as of now. We'll see, see how everything goes with weather and, and staffing and all that. But that's our plan. So make sure that you guys are with us, and um, we'll be back next week with Steve Peden live in studio.